Welcome to another episode of Point of View Uncensored. I'm Dr. Renaissance. I'm Dr. Jake. Hey everybody, it's DJ here again. Yeah, so next thing that, the first thing I wanna talk about that pulled up in my uh, phone media, so to speak, is uh, this Jelaine Maxwell, um, lady who's been charged with 70 years for uh, sex trafficking um, with the whole Epstein, what's his first name? Uh, Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Jeffrey? Jeffrey. Jeffrey Epstein, um, sex scandal. He was paying teenagers to give him massages or something like that. Um, so what did, what did y'all take on that? And then I wanna compare it to the, t- the truck driver um, situation that he would serve 110 years for accidentally killing someone, um, even though the governor did uh, commit his sentence to 10 years. I think it's interesting uh, when you look at the case documents and everyone who's tied into it. There's some very interesting names that were mentioned on the docket. Everyone from some of our favorite entertainment names, uh, Rock Nation was on there, and also being potentially connected with the royal family. So uh, with the book being thrown on this lady, I'm curious if this is gonna be a domino effect, whether or not um, there'll be other people drawn in, because it started with Jeffrey Epstein, and now she's the next domino to fall, so I'm curious to see who all is gonna continue to pile into this sex trafficking line. Yeah, I mean, I think it speaks to, just like DJ got done saying, how uh, interconnected and intertwined, you know, the elites, so to speak, are, you know, the the super wealthy, and not just how they have their own kind of network or community that is secret or apart from us, from the general population, but the kind of activities, uh, behaviors they engage in, the kinds of values that they have. Um, I think a lot still remains to be seen regarding that. I mean, clearly um, having sex with children, um, as you know, Jeffrey Epstein is, was you know, found guilty of, I believe, accused of, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, and you know, the, as DJ mentioned, the list, I'm sure, I'm certain, uh, is extensive. Um, and so I think that this is a, a sitting time bomb um, that hopefully will um, some of these, these people will, you know, be brought to justice. Yeah, it definitely sounds like we're revisiting Pizzagate. So we'll see what new, uh, interesting stories and distractions come up as this thing continues to unfold. Now on a lighter, um, let's go into a lighter topic. Um, I know DJ wants some things he wanted to talk about, um, some latest news that he saw, so. Yes. Some uh, very shocking and heartbreaking news in the sports and sports gaming world. The beloved John Madden has passed at 85 years old this week. Not only was he a prominent figure in football, but as well as the gaming culture with the popular brand Madden Football. So uh, it's definitely something that kind of sent the shockwave through and I'm curious to how those brands are gonna live on and represent him going forward. I think the brand's definitely gonna live on. Um, Cause I think he started a great legacy. Yeah. Um, so I'm pretty sure he taught people the way to do it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure at this point in time, he was, you know, just the, the face of, but Madden football, well, the game Madden football, 
definitely has a monopoly over football in the gaming world. So that's the only football game um, on major consoles. So I'm, I'm sure they'll be able to still push forward. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, he, you know, growing up and playing football myself in a football community, you know, I mean, I remember when I probably the first or one of the first, you know, uh, Madden games came out, you know, for, I don't know what console it was, but, you know, everybody had to have it, everybody was playing it, you know, and, you know, it was a big part of growing up. Uh, so, you know, to lose somebody like that, that is so influential. Um, in terms of what football is and how do we engage with the sport, um, it, it's definitely a tragedy. Now going to our next topic now, been a couple of shows and movies that's been out on Netflix. I know one is Harlem, that's what Megan Good stars in. And I think that's probably the reason why she probably got the divorce. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what, I, that's what I believe does happen, but that, that is a great, I've seen a couple episodes, that's actually, she was getting, she was getting it in, in the show, like. <laughs> it reminds me of the black sex in the city. I think mm -hmm. that it is a, um, a, a, a really well comparison to that show. Uh, gives me the whole modern feminist, uh, women's liberation vibe, so um, I'm pretty sure a lot of people are tuning in. You know, I'm sure if, 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 you know, it does have that, that vibe of, you know, um, liberating women, liberating sexuality in terms of gender roles, you know, I'm, um, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, so in, in, the, sh in the show, um, she was a adjunct professor. So they kind of compared her to Annalise Keating from How to Get Away with Murder. And you know, on that show, it was very highly sexualized. You know, she having sex with men, and had sex with uh, her best friend that was a woman. So um, I'm just waiting to see, you know, how this how this show is going to come come up because it seemed like a lot of people really like that show. Mm -hmm. um, you want to go into that other show um, that's on Netflix? Uh, the number one trending movie right now, Don't Look Up, and I believe it stars Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, the gist of it is there is a comet coming, apocalyptic, that's going to wipe out the planet, and there's a star-studded cast. Um, Ariana Grande is there. Uh, Tyler Perry makes an appearance. Um, Meryl Streep. Yeah, so um, I did end up falling asleep, but it is a very interesting movie. I have to finish watching the second half. Did you guys see it? Yes, I saw a little bit of it. I kind of I saw it maybe about 30 minutes of it. Um, it's just a whole bunch of a lot of different A-list a actors um, coming together on it. Um, I'm not saying it's kind of like something I my go-to to watch, but it was something to look at knowing that you see a list of A-list actors on there. I thought it was, um, you know, the director Adam McKay did a, a brilliant job as a kind of satire, right? It's a satire of our current political environment. Yes. And I read an interview, I think, yesterday where he said at, during the pandemic when he was making the script, he had to go back and rewrite it to make it 20% more crazy. You know, the metaphor of a comet coming towards the earth um, and the political parties, or rather the Republicans saying, you know, don't look up. It's so ridiculous, right? right. They're telling people not to look up at the sky so they don't see the comet. Right. Even though the comet's in, I mean, if you look up, you can see the comet. Right. So it's like reality just in your face but politics, the media, and all that, you know, have such control over us, is that people are getting together and uh, policing each other to not even look up at the sky, right. to see this big comet. And I think um, when you parallel 
the comment with the pandemic and everyone's desire to pay attention to things that were so serious so they could continue going with life as they know it was right on time. Mm-hmm. So on a, um, a couple more uh, shows um, that we talk about the shows that are currently out, but we also have shows that are currently uh, leaving the um, the network. So I know Blackish is ending their um, they're in their last season, as well as um, Insecures in their last season. Um, and people look at those shows, or those are like the top of this current uh, current time is one of the top black shows. Um, Blackish being a very um, family show, family oriented uh, black family show, as well as Insecure is kind of like the new version of Living Single, so to speak. So what does y'all take on these shows leaving? Do you think other shows are gonna come to to match those shows? Out of the two, my favorite would be Insecure. It's been such a journey um, watching Issa Rae go from YouTube into the big screen like that and to show her level of talent with writing and how she was able to get um, her ideas picked up by a larger network. So that's definitely inspirational. I think it's gonna be hard to match that, but I think it will definitely inspire future generations. Um, it's also nice to see Blackish. Good comedy. You really don't get that um, kind of old school vibe with a lot of sitcoms now, but um, I enjoy watching it. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the, those seasons ending are going to leave a void uh, for hopefully, you know, other shows that have representation that show, you know, communities um, uh, that, that look like certain communities, that have, contain the cultures and values of those communities need to step in and fill that void. Um, and so I really ho I hope that happens. Um, and, um, you know, we don't just kind of let these shows, you know, go away without a uh, replacement. Um, so I want to go into one of our final topics of, is Jay-Z. Let's talk about Jay-Z. So, I think he was on Twitter or some type of social site where he said that... Twitter space. Twitter space, I'm sorry. He was on Twitter space, uh, pretty much stating that no one can go against him in Versus. Um, I know Versus has been a trending thing that's going on with different celebrities, uh, or, or not even certain celebrities, but musicians from, from previous times competing against each, each other with their uh, songs. And Jay-Z, um, I mean, it's kind of an arrogant thing to say that no one can go against him, because it's like, come on, you're not, you're not the end-all, be-all. Yeah, you married to Beyonce, of course. <laughs> and you, you know, you end up, I think, at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So I can see why he would probably mentally say that, or maybe they even give him more marketing brand to say no one can touch him. So do, do you think he would ever do a versus with anybody? And who do you see himself doing it with? I don't think he'll actually do it. Uh, he may be too large for that platform. I do think that there are people who could challenge him. A couple names that come to mind. I think Ice Cube versus Jay-Z, uh, being as though they've been in music for such a long period of time and they have a pretty big catalog. I also feel like Lil Wayne could probably rival him, but to just say that he's untouchable, he, he does have some, some pretty good accomplishments, but I, I think that there can be some people who could stand up. So, as you can see, we talked about many different topics. We talked about the infrastructure bill with the Voting Rights Act, we talked about COVID-19, the Omicron variant. We talked about Corey Bush's tweet um, demanding that you know Congress expel those members in Congress. So as you see, it's just so much going on. Like I could just go list on the Jay Z, of course, the Jay Z versus, like we just discussed. Also, 
John Madden's passing on. So with this, all this stuff that's going on, you know, it's just a blessing just to see everybody still up and healthy. You know, this goes just to show you we have to really be mindful of what's going on with our surroundings. And other than that, I hope you guys still stay safe. I'm glad to have you guys on. I'm looking forward to seeing what we what we're going to accomplish moving forward. So again, I'm signing off. Peace and blessings. <laughs>